Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have Channel Rubia Lacera. And Rubia and I had this re- pretty remarkable conversation and channeling, live channeling session that I think is going to make you rethink the way you look at life. It is a pretty profound session today, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Rubia Lacera. How are you doing, Rubia? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk to you uh, and the entities that you channel as well and and hear a little bit about your your remarkable story of how you've gotten to the place where we are today. So my first question to you is, what was life like before this insanity that is channeling? (laughs) Well, life was actually very normal and quite boring. And um, I was living a life that I was told that I had to live, you know, you you need to do this, you need to study, get a job, which is completely fine, right? But for me, I always felt like there was something missing and I was just following. And when I decided to put my channeling gifts and abilities out into the world, I started to create my reality. And I was like, wow, this stuff that all these spiritual teachers are talking about and all these people are talking about on the internet actually works um so yes I'm very grateful for this work because it has brought a lot of excitement and you know sometimes even you know butterflies in the stomach because what is next what is going to be the next thing because what I've learned is that people also love channeling I didn't know how much people love channeling, learning about channeling, having their own channeling gifts and abilities activated. So when, so let's go back for a minute because there was, when did you actually start? How old were you when you actually started channeling? I I was born medium and psychic, right? So from a very, very young age, I remember already having mystical experiences and I knew that I could channel. Um, I discovered when I was 16. So that was, that's uh, about 25 years ago. I, I knew that because I was having all these dreams and tapping into alternate realities. And I was like, what is going on with me? So I went on a discovery journey to find out what is actually happening where I had a medium tell me you are a medium and you have these abilities. It's going to be with you forever. And you may as well just work with it. But, you know, a 16 year old, I just wanted to party and whatever. And I didn't have the confidence to follow that. So, but I started to channeling and sharing that with the world three years ago really so you you were a closeted channel for a long time I was because then I went to uni in Brazil so I was born I grew up in Brazil I went to uni and then at the age of 23 I came to Australia 
where I live now. And then I just follow, followed the norm. You know, I did all the sorts of jobs over here and then I got citizenship and then I kept just working. And I said, I'm going to work for the government because it's cool to work for the government. And that's the thing I'm going to do forever. But of course, you know, the knock on the door was always there and it was harder and harder. The order I got was harder and harder to just ignore because I was, you know, always seeing things, feeling things, knowing things, hearing things. And when in 2020, I started what I call my mission. I started to put my gifts and abilities out there, but as a counselor and a healer, I wanted to keep it very normal because I was afraid of people thinking that I was making it up. Right. Which is the the danger of, of channels in general is like, it's yes. It, because it does, I mean, and I've said this to so many channels on the show before, it does sound insane to somebody who's not really connected to this world and just like, I'm sorry, who are, what, you're channeling what? And wait, th- what, like, it, it doesn't, if you're completely outside this world, it does, it's strange. And it, and it mm-hmm. does, uh, it does clear a room, like I always say, like, you you don't walk in and go, hey, guys, I channel. <laughs> so when you were you were kind of rejecting the call to adventure as if I may use the Joseph Campbell uh, term uh, you get getting called, like you got to go do this work and you've kind of worked constantly just saying, no, no, no. You knew what it was though. There wasn't a moment that you were like, why am I hearing these voices in my head? Am I going insane? None of that ever happened to you. I never thought that I was going insane. Um, I did think so in that teenager phase, young adult teenager phase, I knew it was like spirits. There's a religion in Brazil called spiritism, and that was really helpful. I was reading books. There were books that were automatic written, and they talk about all of that. Although in the in the last since 2015, when I decided to start studying, that's when things started to get a little bit more. I was experiencing more. At times, I would just think, "Gosh, my imagination and." my my visuals and the things that I see is so vivid and just so wild and sometimes I would kind of have a giggle about the things that would cross through my mind so I never thought I was crazy um but I sometimes I would think that I will, I just had a very wild imagination so yeah so there wasn't a an automatic like oh I understand everything this is a process of dealing with process. this and learning yes. about it you didn't have a a guide per se you kind of had to do this all on your own like finding books and educating yourself Yes, yeah, so I was very obsessed with self-development. I started getting really into it around 2008. And then as it progressed, I was just following a few teachers and learning. And back then, all of that we see on social media and on the internet wasn't, at, you know, social media just started around that 20, 2008. So a lot of the things were just conversations with people and books and things like that. So um, yeah, I was very, I was, but I was very spiritual. I was learning a lot about spirituality and I, I was very aware that I was very intuitive and psychic and people would always like find their way to come and talk to me, like friends, people at work. I was always kind of not giving people advice, but helping people through things. So it was quite a, I was a natural, if you could say, with helping people and with being able to tune in into my intuitive abilities. So when you finally decided to come out of the closet, as they say, um, how did the people around you, you know, react to this family, friends, colleagues? Like I said, not everybody is going to be open to this. So how did they deal with it? And how did you deal with it psychologically? So because I'm in Australia, like I've lost, I've been here for 17 years. I lost a lot of contact with the people that I grew up with, like because we live such different lives. 
we are such different people. And it was just a natural process that I lost contact with them. I was, I had uh, just left uh, a job that I was working on, like a, in a nine to five job. I wasn't working on that yet uh, anymore. And most of my close friends, well, all of my close friends were quite um, spiritual already. And I had, I had shared privately with some friends, look, I can channel uh, extraterrestrial beings and this is what's going on. And most of my friends thought, wow, that's amazing. And one of the reasons why I didn't come out sooner was because my family lives in a small religious town in Brazil and everyone knows everyone. And I was like, if I do this, like it's going to have a backlash and it's going to affect my family. I'm not there and they're going to have to put up with the backlash. Although I just had to do it and I did it. I put out a post on social media and I posted in, you know, some big platforms and the post went quite viral, not viral, went a little bit viral as in people like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you for doing this. I feel the same. I wish I could have your courage. And I just called my mother and I said, mom, I'm so sorry, but this is what I've done. I can channel these beings. You know, I've been talking about ETs since I was very young. I would always tell her, you know, I'm not from this planet, right, mom? And mm -hmm. you, you understand this. And they would kind of laugh and think it was funny. And I said, mom, this is a serious thing. This is what I'm doing. I'm so sorry if there's a backlash, like I really am, but I need to follow my heart and my, my soul's guidance. And she said, Rubia, I don't care what people say. People can say whatever they want. I've seen you struggling when you were, you know, a teenager and your whole life, like you, you struggling with just fitting in, in life in general. And now you found your thing, you found your purpose and your passion and your people, because I, I joined a mentorship where there's, there were many other people, like we call galactic business. It was like a galactic business mastermind. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And I'm happy for you. Go for it. I don't care what people think. And that was like instantly, I just had full body goosebumps. And I said, this is another sign from the universe that I'm on the right track. And my father is quite conventional. He's a, he's a doctor, so you can imagine. So <laughs> he's known about my the, these gifts that I have. He never really questioned much. He, he, we don't really talk about it. There was one time, but he, he didn't mind because he knew I was happy. There was one time that he did ask my sister, who are these Arcturians that your sister talks about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just the spiritual beings and they then changed the subject and started talking about something else. Well, good. So then it wasn't a painful, a painful no, coming out, if you will. It, it wasn't. And every now, it's very interesting. It's like when I talk to the Arcturians about this, they say, Ruby, everything was perfectly planned for this to support you and your nervous system, because it's so important that you do this. So I know intuitively speaking that some people from previous jobs, some people in my hometown, that there's a very high chance that they think I've gone a little bit crazy. Maybe I'm schizophrenic, whatever it is, but they never, their message never got to me. And I am actually okay with people thinking, you know, whatever people think about me, it has nothing to do with me. It has only got to do with their own programs and beliefs, whatever it is that's going on in their lives. So it's not something that I take it to heart. And it's very rare, but sometimes I may get a comment on social media or, you know, sure. saying that I'm crazy or I'm making it up, but it's very, very rare. Now you mentioned your nervous system, and this is something I've heard from multiple spiritual masters and channels that mm -hmm. 
if you don't prep the body and the nervous system to receive the energy of a channel uh, of, of, of channeling beings of some sort, ascended masters, uh, Turians, whoever, who's ever channeling, you can blow a circuit. Like you, you really cannot handle it. So it has to be a slow kind of building up of a tolerance process. Is that what happened with you? Yes. Yes. I talk a lot about um, something that I teach as well is the nervous system and the health of the body in order to be connecting with these gifts. Because can you imagine if you've got a chaotic life with chaotic things happening <laughs> and then you come in and these beings are speaking through you and you don't know how to manage it properly. You can actually um, go to the other um, other end of the spectrum, giving it up altogether. And I know people that have done that. And you you have to be prepared because a lot of things will come into can come into your field as a channel and as a you know as a medium as as you're open. And there's there's a lot of fear messages out there. And I had someone message me recently. How do you know the beings you're channeling are of the light? Because mm -hmm. I know channelers that gave up because there were things that were not of the light coming through. And there was mm -hmm. his question to me. And I said, I am so centered and I am so regulated. And I've worked on that, that I, I am able to tune in and receive a message because my channel is clear that I know that what I'm receiving is clear. It's of the light. Whereas if I had a dysregulated nervous system where I'm just, you know, in, in a flight or fight, flight, fight, of flight response and a stress response, it's so much easier for a thought, for your thoughts to be infiltrated. And when I say infiltrated, it's not even something external. It's to be infiltrated by your own beliefs and programs. So 100% a regulated nervous system is crucial for people that are doing this work. So that's a very interesting idea because I've had that question asked a ton in the comments anytime i talk to a channel like how do you know these people that you're channeling or this being that you're channeling is not a demon or not something like that and i said well if it is a demon boy they're really positive uh <laughs> and fairly profound um so if it is he's not doing his job right <laughs> if he's a demon uh that's the way i always look at it so i always just i i just i always look at the message what is the message coming through? If it is something that is positive, not fear-based, profound, really helpful, it's mm. obviously from the light. Mm. Um, I've never heard of a channel, at least from my experience, that's bringing in negative things that is getting a wide audience, even a small, mm. like I, I just haven't, have you experienced a channel, and you don't have to name names, but have you experienced anything like that, that that's coming negative and fear-based and hate and, and anger, like I've never heard of that. Um, I've experienced channels that will do do bring messages that are more of fear, like there's a galactic war happening, and you know, mm. like you guys have to all be prepared. That type of message. And interesting enough that you said it is of the light. There are some people out there that talk about false light. So some people that when they how do you know it is the light? Because some people say you can think it's the light, but it's false light. They're just pretending to mm -hmm. bring distorted messages of too much light because some people think that if you talk too much just about the light, that's a problem. So uh, yes, I have experienced channels and the problem with there are some things that some messages are correct, although most people's nervous system are not regulated enough to hear about galactic wars or potential things that could happen on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, it, it really goes back to 
full trust, full trust in self. So for me, it's full trust in myself, the beings that I'm channeling and confidence in what I'm doing. Because regardless, there will always be people that will question and say, how do you know? And someone recently asked me, because I teach about channeling and intuition, and there's a lot of things that I teach, you know, look after your body, look after your mind, become a better channel. And someone asked me if there was one thing that you could teach, that you could share with people, and that was it, what would that, that you would give people the ability to have that so they could channel, they could connect the intuitive gifts better, what would that be? And instantly, the first thing that came to mind and I could feel it was trust in themselves. That's very true. Now, let me ask you about your process specifically. How does it feel when you channel? I've heard every everyone's a little bit different. Everyone, you know, Bashar does it one, you know, Daryl does it one way and other people do it other ways. How does it work for you? Um, for me, so I close my eyes and I just, I welcome them into my field and I can feel like I first I see them like it's like a group of beautiful beings and then I feel like almost like my face morphs with their face and and then it's like my consciousness takes I'd say takes the back seat and then it's their consciousness in my being so I am still here and present but I'm like an observer and they are speaking through me so I don't have I cannot control what they say what comes out of my mouth Mm -hmm. It's they are saying it. And at the same time, I'm not completely out. I am being like, I'm like, you know, experiencing the channeling. Um, I'm still, I can hear things. And I remember what they spoke about afterwards. I may not remember like a week later, but straight after I remember. So you remember every, so you are, you are kind of like in a, a side room, if you will. Yes. And listening yes. to everything and seeing everything. Just, or a back just, chair. It's like there's a chair behind me. I'm in the chair behind. You're in the back seat. You're in the back seat. They're driving. They're driving. Yes. Uh, yes. But at any time, you still have complete control. So if you need to stop or you want to stop, you can. I can. So it can. T it takes a few seconds. So I've had instances in the past that there was someone came in to specifically talk to the Arturians. It was like a session. And we were just sitting here and having the conversation. And that was a very long pause. And I just heard the Arturians say, come back. So I just took, you know, I just took took a few seconds and then I'll open my eyes. Okay, there was something going on with internet, computers or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, the Arturians are not very good with tech support. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen before, which is hilarious. <laughs> when channels are channeling and the te technology scraps, I'm like, so not so much with the tech support. <laughs> <laughs> now, during the years that you have been channeling, can you kind of uh, give an example of a specific moment or instance that your channeling had a profound effect on somebody? There's so many. <laughs> There's quite a few. Like people get, some people get quite emotional and it changes so much for them. But the, what is coming up is um, channeling um on a bigger audience so i've been interviewed on um on a for another youtube um channel and i noticed the impact just the impact of two things me having the courage to put myself out there because people have uh, there's a lot of fear how do you know you know what if people think of you how do you trust yourself how do you know you're not making it up the, the frequently asked questions so people really appreciate <clears throat> excuse me, the courage 
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And then people really, really appreciate the the message, a lot of the messages that the ARC students bring through. So I noticed for me, the most profound thing um, changes has been to see the, uh, the effect, the positive effect that it has on a collective, on like on groups of people. So what's the most challenging part of being a spiritual channeler? A channel, uh, channeler? Being so open and connected and having the ability, like I pick up on everything, energies and, and people. So like uh, a lot of things are, um, I have to be quite reserved with my energy, the places that I go and the people that I spend time with, because I am constantly receiving, not constantly, but I am receiving information. So it's like, it's very clear uh, what comes through. So um, sometimes I have to spend uh, a fair bit of time on my own to recharge. So, so I would say, yes. You're like an empath, like an empath almost. Yes. And I, I never say, oh, I'm an empath. I can't go anywhere. Like it's not something that it's not a problem, but it is something that because my channel, like it's literally open. My crown is very open. It's like an antenna. Um, so yeah, I changed my life drastically after I started. Uh, well, I had already, I already started to change my life drastically. And then I understood why for a couple of years, I stopped completely drinking alcohol. I stopped going out to bars and pubs because I used to go out a lot and I stopped. And then when I started chanting, I was like, oh, okay. I understand what is happening. I have been prepared to do this work. So no raves? No, right. Well, I did go to one, but it was like a spiritual one. Here. <laughs> See, because I ask, I, I half joke and half, I'm serious, because if you go to a place like that, the amount of human beings around you mm-hmm. can be overwhelming, you know, mm-hmm. very overwhelming when you're surrounded by so much different energy, even I, even I somewhat of an empath myself, and I feel people's energy pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an, and being a film director, it's very handy. Uh, so you could check, you could feel people's energy, but uh, it gets overwhelming sometimes. You have to really kind of prepare yourself or protect yourself in that. Is there something that you do to kind of shield yourself from that chaotic energy? Um, so it really comes down to like being wise with where I'm going. So this festival that I went, I only, it was a four day festival. I only went for one day and it's a quite a spiritual one. So they don't even sell alcohol there. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just made sure that I was really in my energy and I stayed in my center. So a lot of people say, how do you protect yourself? How do you do? So a long time ago, I say I am protected all the time. I don't need to be constantly protecting myself because the moment that I protected myself a long time ago, I trust that that protection, it's always there. This is a big thing as well. Some people feel the need to be constantly protecting. That means that they're not trusting the initial protection that they had in the first place. So, and it really is a matter of, and sometimes I may, if I'm walking somewhere and I may not feel safe, there may be a drunk person on the street. It's very rare here, but I, I may go like quite light around my body. Like, um, and I feel that that's more for my mind than for my protection because I'm protected regardless. But to answer your question, it really is a matter of being wise with the, the decisions that I make, where I'm going, who I'm spending time with and the places that I'm going to. Um, and also looking after 
um, for me. And this is for me personally. I just want everyone to know that there's a lot of things that you really have to tune in and see what is best for you. I know that there's channels that don't do some of the things that I do, although these things are important for me personally. And uh, for me, it's also like the foods that I'm putting in my body, the frequencies that I am allowing in my body, like the, the quality of the water, the quality of the food, all of those things actually have an impact on, on, but because I'm such an open channel, there will be an impact. So I'm making sure, you know, that I'm looking after to the best of my ability, my body, mind and soul, especially body and mind. What's the biggest misconception that people have about channels? People think we can clearly see and clearly hear everything. And everything is so clear. It's like I'm seeing the beautiful light beings right in front of me, physically speaking. And I hear them talking to me like you're talking to me right now. Mm -hmm. It's a different voice. And it's so easy and open. That, that's <laughs> the biggest one. Great question, actually. Yes, because I get that a lot. And it's not like that. It's not, it's a little bit, uh, well, so what is that process then? Do you hear the voices? How do you confuse your own voice in your mind with the voice that is channeling through or how does that work? So it's a, it really is a, a process of trusting self and a practice. So for me, I knew that they were, they've been talking to me for a while and I was channeling an indigenous guide just for myself. No one knew. I would channel this being would come through. And when the Arcturus started to come in, the indigenous being was there and he said, they've been here the whole time. I'm just the one that was passing on the message because you wouldn't let them in. And so the way that I can hear the voice, and this is when people think, you know, you're a little bit crazy, this language that I'm going to use, mm -hmm. I can hear their voice inside of my head. And I just know because there's, there's just, it's like a knowing it, it's I, I just know yeah. and when I am trans channeling when they come through and they speak through me it's basically I'm not in control so they, it's not that I'm not in control of what's coming out of my mouth and sometimes I come out of channeling and I was like wow I wish I could like I'll get a little bit jealous I was like I wish I was as wise as you guys are <laughs> that's that is a occupational hazard with channels I've I've, I've known that from other channels like Jesus I wish I was that smart or that wise or that deep <laughs> no it's like competition <laughs> <laughs> so do you mind if we do a little channeling session for the audience not at all all Let's right I'm looking forward to it so i'm going to close my eyes it's just going to take me uh, a few seconds and then they'll come in and say hello <clears throat> greetings we are the Arcturians, and it is an honor for us to be here today. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, I have a few questions I'd love to ask you. First question is, what is your definition of consciousness? Our definition of consciousness is the bridge that gives life to all that is. It is let's say the driver of the vehicle as consciousness is placed in anything or anyone, it is then able to drive that human, that thing, that living being. And then you can expand into the explanation of consciousness to all that is and into so many other things, we would like to ask if there is 
any perception of consciousness that you would like to dive deeper into? Yes. The question I get asked all the time is, what is the, does, do animals have consciousness and how do they evolve their consciousness as opposed to our consciousness? All living beings on your planet have consciousness and the consciousness levels are different. Even amongst humans, you will have different levels of consciousness and the evolution of that consciousness comes down to the choices that that being made even before it took that form, that physical form. And for animals, they will evolve in your planet. They evolve to a certain point as that is part of their soul contract to come here and experience themselves as that living being. Although humans have the choice to evolve further, further than what some will be currently choosing, if that makes sense. It does. It does. So does so if you were going to uh, manifest, how would you how what are techniques or that you can use to help yourself manifest things that you desire in this life? When it comes down to manifestation, it really is a matter of having being in the frequency of what you want to manifest because your external reality is a frequency match to your internal state. So manifestation is not a matter of, let's say, mantras and thinking about the things that you want, but it is a matter of becoming that which you desire to manifest. So we are not saying become a car, for example, although become the version of you that has the new car. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And maintain the frequencies that allow you to be that being. So many of you ask about money wealth. So what is it? How is it that a wealthy person, when it comes to money, be? How do they be? How do they feel? So we advise to be already in the frequency to the feelings and emotions of gratitude, of being grateful for all that already exists in your life, for already feeling wealthy for all that are, is already in your life. And then taking, this is a very important step that many people miss, which is taking the aligned action, following your passion and taking that aligned action without fear, without fear of making a mistake or taking wrong paths or making wrong choices. And as long as you are cultivating those frequencies and taking the aligned action, there is no other choice but for you to manifest things. And if it doesn't go the way that you planned, at least you will get life experiences and feedback. How can we have free will if there is a soul blueprint or a destiny that we agreed to come down to this earth to do? The most important thing to remember when it comes to free will is that when you connect to your heart 
and you tap into what truly your heart desires, not your mind, not your ego, tapping into your heart, then you discover what is it that you want to pursue, that you want to follow. Then that gives you the free will to make the choice to follow what's in alignment with your heart. Many people will believe that they are not following their free will because there was something to do with their blueprint. But a lot of the times that belief is attached to a, an ego desire. So connecting to the heart and making sure that is something that really truly feels in full alignment with your heart's desire. Not because somebody told you, society told you that you have to do or your family told you that you have to do and you want to impress others. Then that is an ego-based desire. So when you are connecting to your heart's desire, then you will feel like you have free will to choose. How do we connect to our higher selves? Connecting to higher self, it is also another process that we recommend connecting to your heart Connecting to your heart and trusting in yourself, in what is coming through into your field. A lot of the times to connect deeper to your higher self or even connect to your higher self in the first place, you need to remove the beliefs and programs that have you stop, that have you think that you are making it up or others will think I'm crazy. It's just my imagination. It is a matter of removing the beliefs that have you thinking that in the first place and then your channel is clear and you are able to connect, to hear your higher self on a deeper level because your higher self is always connected to you and is always giving you messages. It's a matter of removing the distortions that, and disruptions that are on the way. From your perspective, what is the ultimate purpose or goal of spiritual evolution? There are a couple of perspectives that we would like to share. The purpose of spiritual evolution is to support humans to evolve beyond what they believe and perceive life to be. Because you don't know what you don't know. And through spiritual evolution, you start to learn more about the things that you don't know. And the second part of our answer is that it is another way that certain souls that come to planet Earth as humans will choose to experience their human experience. I want to go to Earth and have an experience as a spiritual being that is on a path of spiritual evolution. You could say it is a life experience that many choose to go through. How do you navigate the balance between individuality and unity consciousness? It all comes down to integrity, to who you are being when no one is watching. Are you being in integrity to yourself? And then are you being in integrity to the collective so that you can support yourself first and foremost at the highest and then the collective? How do you maintain a state of inner peace amongst all the challenges of life? To maintain inner peace, it is so important that you are present. Yes, there is time on your planet. Although time is an illusion, the past and the present, the past and the future is an illusion. 
And the more that you connect to the truth of the present, of being present, there is no other choice for you to feel inner peace. And of course, you are going to be sitting with yourself in the present and many things and emotions and feelings and thoughts may arise. And it's a matter of accepting as well all that is. And in that process, you may even laugh at all that arises and all the worries that you may put on all the things that may be happening in your life. And then you realize how your all that is, it is being a frequency match to who you are being. So it is so important that you are present that you cultivate that inner peace so that you can create more of that in your external reality. Why do we suffer in life? You suffer in life because there is a choice. It is a choice to come to a planet of duality, a planet of contrast. And the level of suffering is also a choice. You may choose to suffer because of, a, because of certain situations. Or you may choose to just surrender and trust that there is a lesson or whatever it is that there is for you there. So remembering that suffering, a lot of the times, not all the time, a lot of the times is a choice. How do you approach the concept of ego and its role in the spiritual evolution? Well, the ego is very much part of humans and many humans will live only an ego-based life in their current lifetime and ego is there as also part of the contrast to support humans to evolve and ascend because the more you observe your human self your ego self you are then able to see the contrast experience of it which is your spiritual self which is beyond the veil of illusion. So the ego, you could say, it is an experience of who you are not so that you have the duality, contrasting experience to discover who you truly are. How do you quiet the negative voices in our head? There are many ways. A lot of the negative voices in humans' head is because of a dysregulated nervous system. So it can be something quite physiological and it can also be related to trauma, childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, and also beliefs from society, religious beliefs. So it is a matter of going to the unconscious root of why those negative thoughts are there in the first place. A lot of the times, we could even say most of the times, those thoughts are there because of an unconscious pattern that is running in the background. So as long as that unconscious pattern is dealt with, then the thought, new thoughts can start to come in. How can we heal physical and emotional pain and suffering in this life? Well, our last answer to your last question is very much related to this as well. A lot of emotional and physical pain exists due to unconscious pattern. So an example that Rubia usually gives is a visual example is when you think about 
the we are having trouble remembering the word when you think about outside of the water that ice there is ice outside of the water and then in the water the iceberg you only see the tip of the iceberg outside of the water and then underneath the water there is this huge iceberg we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show. And that is 90% of what is controlling your life is that we would say that what is underneath the water is your unconscious mind that is creating the emotional and the physical pain. So as long as you are addressing those patterns, you are then able to shift once and for all the emotional and the physical pain alongside with some lifestyle changes and also with some mindset reprogramming. So starting to cultivate new neural pathways so that you're able to then create a new you that doesn't have the emotional and the physical pain. What advice do you have for individuals who feel overwhelmed or lost in their spiritual journey? The answer to that question is always to look within and answer the following question. What are you pretending that you don't know? And really be honest with yourself because a lot of people are afraid of their desires, of what they their soul chose to experience. Therefore, feeling lost and overwhelmed, it is easier on some level. In some level, it is easier to feel that way than to truly go for what their soul is calling them to. So we want you to really tune into your heart. Be honest with yourself. What is it really that you want to do on your spiritual path? And then... It is a matter of knowing and discovering and finding ways to know that you are worthy of that, that you are deserving of that. What advice would you have for someone who is just beginning their spiritual journey? Don't take it all so seriously and don't try (laughs) to make all your family members and loved ones to come on the same path as you. And we say that with lighthearted fun because that is something that can that we see happening a lot know that people will follow you as they see the changes in you rather than you trying to change those around you it is a matter of them seeing and then they get to choose if they want to follow the same spiritual path and for you personally going through that beginning stages of spiritual journey, have fun, explore, discover, learn, allow yourself to go on a journey without taking it all way too seriously, knowing that you are able to have fun and enjoy and play throughout this process of self and spiritual discovery. What do you say to someone Because I hear this concept that you said earlier, to look within. Can you explain that concept to somebody who has no understanding 
of what that means, what process you actually have to go through to find answers within yourself. The process of going within can be quite individual to each person. So the best way to go within is when you are channeling your art, when you are being in your art and being in your art could be, it's something that brings joy to your heart. So that could be going for a walk. It could be exercising. It could be playing an instrument. It could be spending time with loved ones. When you are really in your joy, you are opening, you are activating yourself, which means that it will be easier for you to connect to your own heart, to hear the messages of your heart, of your higher self. So in order for you to go within, it is advisable that you are in your joy because that opens the channels to go within. It is easy to go within. And that is why we say that it's quite an individual process. So for some people, for Rubia, a lot of the times has been exercising. She will exercise. She will be walking home or driving home. And in those moments after the exercise, a lot of ideas and inspirations will start to drop into her field. And that for her is going within. So connect to your joy. And for some people, it may be to sit down and meditate and connect to your heart and start to have an internal conversation with yourself. What is it that I really want? Am I happy in this job? Am I happy in this relationship? Is this what I want to do? And if it is, great. And if it's not, what is it that I want to do different? And how can I start that with small steps, baby steps? What is the first step that I can take that it means that I'm listening to this voice within. What is the primary reason you have chosen to connect with Rubia and guide humans during this time in our spiritual evolution as a species? We have a soul contract with Rubia, which was chosen even before she took human form. And the reason why we have chosen this, as it is also in human terms, a spiritual contract for us. And we have chosen this because the evolution and ascension of humanity is crucial for the evolution of all that is. And because it is quite a magnificent technology that planet Earth is and that human beings are, and that can be used for with ill intent and we are able to come through and bring messages that will support humanity to use it for the intent that is going to support the highest good of all. And we have been here for many, many, many lifetimes. Many of us have been assisting on this process of humans on planet Earth since the beginnings of times here. What is your core message that you want to communicate to humanity at this time? Before we share the message, we want you all to know that many of the things that you are looking for answers for, the answers are very, very simple. There is no need for some extremely advanced answer. So receive the simple message 
that we are going to give you as one of the most crucial messages that you may receive in your life. And the message that we have that is so important, especially at this time in your planet, is for you to really do whatever it is that you need to do to cultivate being your authentic, true self. Because when you are your authentic, true self, you are cultivating the true frequency of your soul blueprint, of what your soul has chosen to come here and experience. And even though our message may sound simple, this can be quite an uncomfortable process because then that means you're going to have to start saying no to the things that you really want to say no to instead of saying yes because you want to people please. You are going to start to have to start setting boundaries with loved ones. You are going to start really thinking about who you are being in this world, your relationships, the things that you have chosen to be, do, and have here. And some big changes may be needed. And when you are expressing your authentic true self on an individual level and collective level, you do see things shift a lot faster in your planet. How do we create a more peaceful and harmonious world? The message that we just shared is also very fitting for this question. And also to add on to that is who are you being when no one is watching? Are you being in integrity with your own self? Are you first and foremost looking after your body, your mind, and your soul? And then are you being a positive impact in the life of others that can only bring harmony? So know thyself and know others. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And finally, do you have any parting words for our audience? And I'd like to thank you for your time. The parting words for the audience is, beautiful beings, you are in crucial times on your planet where right now the best thing that you can do is really is to ensure that on an individual level, you are making your part, not only with learning, with self-developing and healing, and also, but also with the aligned action that you are taking to create new realities for yourself and for the planet. So we really would love to invite you to scan your life how is your life going? Who are you being? And are there any changes that are necessary for that you can make that is going to support you and then that is going to support the collective? And know that as you do this on an individual level, you are truly supporting the collective consciousness. And we would like to say you are welcome 
and thank you for having us here. How are you? Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Way. How are you doing? Yes, great. You doing good? How do you feel? Energetic or, or drained? No, I feel I feel energized. I may get afterwards, I may get a little bit tired, I'll have a lie down, but it's never something that drains me. Oh, very good. And you heard everything that we said. I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know them better than I do. Did they enjoy this process? <laughs> they love it. They love coming through. And sometimes they know that I it, interesting as humans, like I will have judgments of what they're saying, or I want them to give a different answer. It's so interesting to observe my mind while they are speaking. And it's a really is a matter of fully trust. I trust them. I trust what they are sharing, what they want to share with others, because this topic of spirituality and consciousness is huge. And like, sometimes I personally, as a human, like to give as much details as possible and over explain and have a conversation about like, I could go on about the, the first question and we could still be talking about the first question. Right. So um, they are very, very grateful. They, they, and something that they, they didn't share is that they say, we wish humans would put themselves on a pedestal the same way that they put us. So they, the same way that we see them, like, wow, these incredible beings are students. Wow, they see us that same way because mm -hmm. there's things that we have access to that they don't have, like the, the, the field, especially with the physical body, the, the pleasure, the sensations, like they, they find that incredible. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions to ask all my guests. What is your definition of living a fulfilled life? my definition of living a fulfilled life it really is following whatever it is that it lives inside of you like your heart your heart's desire um and following that no matter what go for it and i love bashar's formula follow bashar's formula the five-step formula and 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 then that's because you just don't have no assumptions or insistence on the outcome and to just go for it if you had a chance to go back in time and speak to the little girl that used to be you what advice would you give her I'll tell her, don't listen to them. Just listen to yourself. <laughs> Good listen to the answer. voice in your head. Not the people <laughs> listen, really. Yeah. You're not crazy. It's all going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> How do you define God? I define God as the creator of all that is, as oneness. And I define all that is as also God. So I define that we are a fractal of God experience itself in this human form. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? The ultimate purpose of life is to, we are a fractal of creator. So I see God as a creator, creator being. So our purpose is to come here and create. And in that process of create is to experience life. And so experience it at its fullest, be the creator. And in whatever, tuning into your heart, and they all intertwine, right? Tuning into your heart. What is it that you want to create and be that creator? And where can people find out more about you and the work that you're doing in the world? Uh, so people can find out more about me on my website, which is www.rubialacerda.com. That's R-U-B-I-A-L-A-C-E-R-D-A.com. And I'm also on social media platforms, the same name, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's all there. It's all on my website. 
Oh, the magic. And, and would you have any parting messages for the audience? Um, parting message for the audience. The, oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Derek Putin said that, but then, you know, you know, my reaction, it's like, be your authentic self. So for me, I wouldn't put myself in front of a camera or in the audience in the past because I'm like, oh, I can be a bit quirky and, and, you know, a bit too much fun and I get too excited and maybe people think I'm weird. Be your weird self. The, the world, other humans love it. We love authenticity. We love your weird self. All of it's welcome. So go out there and be you and give that gift to humanity. My dear, thank you so much for coming on the show sharing your talents with us and uh, and sharing these profound messages for the audience. I appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank Rubia so much for coming on the show and sharing her knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 293. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.